Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It was the press conference that people across Indiana and many people across the country who've been following this story were waiting for an arrest in the murder of 13-year-old Abby Williams and 14-year-old Libby German. A press conference that has been five years in the making. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. The arrest was known on Friday, but they waited until today to have the press conference. If you missed it, I want to share some parts of it with you, specifically a very emotional uh, Doug Carter, superintendent of the Indiana State Police. Always been nice to me, always been nice uh, to the show. Definitely emotional. I wanted you to hear uh, the press uh, conference. We're going to get into uh, this uh, with uh, our uh, WIBC news team who's been following the story for years, the ups and the downs of this investigation, the changes to the investigation, the levels of frustration, and what this day means, not only for Indiana State Police, Carroll County uh, Sheriff and prosecutors there, but for the Williams and German family as well. We, we start with the commentary from the superintendent of the Indiana State Police, Doug Carter. Seldom do I have prepared remarks, but today is different because I do not want there, be, there to be any confusion or ambiguity with what I will say. Today is not a day to celebrate, but the arrest of Richard M. Allen of Delphi on two counts of murder is sure a major step in leading to the conclusion of this long-term and complex investigation. First, I'd like to speak directly to Anna, Mike, Becky, Kelsey, your extended families, along with the entire Delphi community that certainly has grown and now includes our nation and even many countries around the world. I am proud to report to you that today, Actually, last Friday was the day, and an arrest has been made. Thanks to literally hundreds of media outlets that have been steadfast in reporting and keeping the memories of Abby and Libby front and center. Many of you in the room have developed relationships with me personally, and you know I always have a personal perspective, and today's no different. But from a very personal perspective, you have provided, you all have provided inspiration and support, even while oftentimes frustrated with us and me. You continue, but you continue to encourage the efforts, and you too believe that one day we would all be here participating and sharing this news. To the entire law enforcement community, which includes all local, state, and federal agencies, which are far too many to specifically mention today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to continue a very methodical and committed approach to ensure that if any other person had any involvement in these murders in any way, 
that person or persons will be held accountable. Since the murders of Abby and Libby 2,086 days ago, the daily investigative team has worked tirelessly and is certainly worthy of mention today. Specifically, Sheriff Lindsenby, the Sheriff of Carroll County, Detectives Tony Liggett, Detective retired Kevin Hammond, former Delphi Chief and now the Prosecutor's Investigator Steve Mullins, State Police First Sergeant Jerry Holman, Detectives Jay Harper, Dave Vito, and Brian Harshman, along with members of the United States Marshal Service, specifically Agent Jeremy Clinton and Agent Bill Colfers. With them today is Dan McLean, the U.S. Marshal, appointed U.S. Marshal. Our state police analyst, our scientist from many different disciplines within our laboratory division, Mrs. Kathy Shank, for your incredible dedication to detail and to so many others that I know I've missed. I really believe that Abby and Libby would be proud of you for standing strong, even in the face of immense pressure and perpetual criticism. Some of these individuals have postponed retirement, passed on promotional opportunity, have dedicated personal time away from their families, given up nights, weekends, and holidays, all while in the pursuit of accountability for Abby and Libby. I know that today's announcement will not diminish your resolve, and I hope you have found just a bit of peace in this most complicated world. This is really important. While I know you are all expecting final details today concerning this arrest, today is not that day. Today is not that day. This investigation is far from complete, and we will not jeopardize its integrity by releasing or discussing documents or information before the appropriate time. Prosecutor Nick McClellan, of course, will share additional information about what we can and cannot say, and also explain to you why the probable cause affidavit is temporarily sealed by the court and not available. And by the way, he has been a tremendous tremendous asset to this team. Superintendent Carter went on uh, discussing how there might be further developments. They're going to be looking to see if this guy worked with, with anybody. Uh, there might be more details coming out. Can't share everything right now. But certainly, as I stated, emotional. Because I think this thing has really taken a toll on him, taken a toll on the people who did uh, the investigating. After uh, the superintendent, uh, Doug Carter, spoke, uh, Sheriff Lesenby uh, spoke, uh, sheriff, uh, sheriff, I should say, uh, of Carroll County. I believe in a God of justice and righteousness. Today, I believe that same God has provided us with justice for Abby and Libby. As Sheriff of Carroll County, Indiana, I want to publicly and sincerely thank each individual who played a role in helping us during this five and a half year investigation. 
whether it was in an investigative capacity, providing tips, cards or letters of suggestions or encouragement, phone calls, and thousands of other countless ways of communicating. I earnestly thank those who prayed for this moment in time. We now move forward through the Indiana criminal justice system, allowing the system to provide its due diligence and process in providing that justice which is owed Abby and Libby, their families, and this community. Thank you. Next up was Nicholas McClelland, prosecutor of Carroll County, with some reminders about where this case is and what happens next. There are many dates in a lifetime that you're going to remember. The date your children are born, the date you're married, the date you buy a first house, the date Abby and Libby went missing. One of those dates was last Friday, October 28, 2022. At that time, we had gathered evidence to formulate a PC that we submitted to the court, and the judge did find probable cause for an arrest of Richard Allen. He's been charged with two counts of murder for the murder of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. This investigation is still very ongoing. We're keeping the tip line open, the tip email open. We encourage everybody to continue to call in tips, not only about Richard Allen, but about any other person that you may have. For that reason and for the nature of this case, the probable cause and the charging information has been sealed by the court. I've been very clear to everybody that per the court order, we cannot talk about the evidence that's in the probable cause or the evidence that's in the charging information. That will become evident to you at some point and it will be released, but right now is not that day. Today's about Abby and Libby, focusing on them. Mr. Allen has had his initial hearing. He's in a preliminary plea of not guilty. The matter has been set for a pretrial on January 13th at 9 a.m. 2023 and a trial date of March 20th, 2023 at 9 a.m. He is presumed innocent. We will have an opportunity and day in court when we can present the evidence that we have against him. But until that day, he is presumed innocent. I want to open up to a few limited questions from the audience. But again, keep in mind, we are not going to talk about the evidence that we have in this case or about the charging information. We cannot. Those things have been sealed by the court. Now, from there, there was a Q&A with the reporters uh, assembled. And, you know, there, there's always the, I can't answer that, I can't answer that, I can't answer that. You can't even get angry with people for asking the questions because, man, there are a lot of questions. But I was very happy to hear the, the prosecutor remind people Innocent until proven guilty. That's not me taking sides. That's me remembering who we are, which I, I, I think is is so very very important. Who we are is very important. We are the society of innocent until proven guilty. One hundred and fifty percent. But I think a lot of people feeling a lot of. I, I think it's a sense of relief. On, on this, feeling a sense of relief 
that there has that there's been an arrest considering everything that's been around this case. But this is not the only story in America. Of course, Elon Musk purchasing Twitter and Lord knows he's going to fire everybody, nobody. There's a constant series of conversations. Uh, he, there's some really fascinating stuff. Like, like Twitter employees kind of admitting, yeah, you know, we could have throttled this one. We could have done that one. Well, could have or did. And exactly what are we going to get in a Elon Musk Twitter? And are, are we going to start charging for this thing? And anybody opposed to that? Because I'm not, I'm not so opposed to that. I am not so opposed to that. I think I can, I think I can make that work. I really and truly do. I think that might be the right answer. Well, shouldn't it be free? Well, maybe an ad supported model. Like, like Netflix. It's less expensive. By the way, you don't get Netflix for free. You should get Twitter for free. That's always been weird to me. But we'll see what he's going to do. What his latest challenges are and the latest stories on Twitter. I've got them. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Let's go, girls. So, of course, everyone's gone crazy because Elon Musk has Twitter at don't know why you would go crazy. Everybody's got a commentary. LeBron James has a commentary like anybody cares. It's LeBron. We are confused that uh, athletic talent equals something else. Musical talent equals something else. It doesn't. Now, some people happen to have multiple talents. I have yet to find this with LeBron. One man's take. I know, that doesn't mean that he isn't allowed his opinion. It means that his opinion shouldn't necessarily carry a weight in things like, I don't know, the future of Twitter. Certainly no greater than mine or yours. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. Find everything, TonyKatz.locals.com. Man, you would think that this was the end of days, Elon Musk buying Twitter. And you understand that for the political left, it is. How dare anybody but us, who is absolutely in lockstep with us, be in charge? That is the story. You understand that? That's the whole argument. How dare anybody besides us be in charge? It can't be anybody but us. Us and, of course... Joe Biden. And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. Well, thank goodness. You remember those extra four states of 2018, don't you? Oh, those were those were good, good times. Enjoyed those states. Good Lord. Seriously, we talk about Fetterman. Can we talk about this just for a just for a moment? No, yes. Please, I'd like to very much. Elon may or may not have fired a whole ton of people. A whole ton of people. He may or may not charge for uh, Twitter. There was um, conversations about how if you want to be a, a verified user and you know and have that blue check mark, I, I have a blue check mark. If if you want that, well then you uh you uh what what's the word I'm 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 looking for? You uh you pay for it. You pay for it. 
if you if that's if if you want it, you'll pay for it twenty dollars a month, or you'll lose it, and then people decide whether they uh, want it or not. It's a whole subscription plan that they're talking about. Okay. The only thing that matters is whether or not you can have conversations that the powers that be find unacceptable. It's the only thing that comes close to mattering. The only thing that matters is that we're able to engage the way we choose to engage, how we want to engage. It's the only thing. It's the only thing. Charge or don't charge. Then, of course, there's the idea of, oh, he's going to fire this one. He's going to fire that one. He's going to fire your Mima. There's going to be massive layoff, uh, um, layoffs coming uh, to Twitter. Massive layoffs. And even he has been like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, uh, that's not necessarily true. And then there was a specific one that some people, if they were fired by by today, before November 1st, he wouldn't have to pay certain stock options, although there's no necessarily stock anymore because he took the company private. He wouldn't have to pay any levels of, of, of bonuses and, and uh, every, everything else. He's like, whoa, I've never said anything like that at all. Now. That doesn't mean that it still won't happen. That doesn't mean that it might not happen. And then there's a conversation that he's looking to avoid giving the big payouts uh, to that executive team that he got rid of on day one. Uh, That I'm totally in favor of. Agrawal, uh, Parag Agrawal, the CEO, had been set to get $38.7 million dollars that's based on his shares vesting upon his firing. The uh, CFO was getting a $25.4 million, and the chief legal officer, the one who threw, uh, who threw Trump off, $12.5 million. You realize the amount of money these people are playing with, they're getting, just to, you know, to, for the joy of preventing you from being able to say, hey, I'm not so sure about this vaccine. That's that's who they are. That is what that is what they did. So we're clear. Uh, there were more than seventy five hundred employees at Twitter at the end of twenty twenty one. So we'll see. We will we will see what he does. But it's his company. He can do what he will. Maybe everybody should just calm down. Just a, just a, just a touch. I think that's it. I've got more to get to TonyCats.locals.com. TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. The Colts decided to lose a game. It's the only way I can possibly describe it. They're up 16 to 9. No, 16 to 7. Sorry, they're up by 9 points. And they lose 17 to 6. Took me a while to figure out my take here. I think I've got it. Tony Katz, good to be with you. JMV joins us from 93.5-1075. The fan, uh, you are there. You're in the perch. You're watching this game. You watch this, what I'm going to refer to as a collapse at the end, but there's much more uh, to it. So give me the 30,000-foot overview. Exactly what does this loss mean to you or say to you? Well, Tony, you mentioned just how it, it it felt when you were watching it yesterday. Here's how it felt to me. I think a lot of Colts fans would be more sick about it had, unfortunately, now it not 
been expected. That's just kind of what we expect from this team. And let me explain myself on that. So you put yourself in a position where, you know, you're up a couple of scores and you, you hold on and you only settle for a field goal. So you're up six. They have to go the length of the field if they get the ball back. Uh, you don't, you're not able to extend the drive for the clock. They get the ball back. And then something that I think all of us were pretty reasonable in security-wise, leaning on the defense to close it out against you know Taylor Heineke and an offense of the commanders that hadn't done a lot over the course of the afternoon. And what happens, buddy? They go right down the field and score, and you get, as a Colts fan, again, what has become, I think, very common to expect, and that is not good at all across the board. Uh, I am curious as to whether or not this fan base – is a believer in the team and not a believer in the coach and the GM. I think that is more and more the case. But I, before we get into that, I want to get into this defense. I want to get into Stephen Gilmore. I want to get into the lack of pressure uh, on Taylor Heineke. The it, You had a, a defensive line that seemed to get absolutely nowhere near the, the Washington Defenders uh, quarterback. Absolutely nowhere. And it's funny, you, you, you did record... Uh, uh, a sack. You you recorded. Uh, uh, I wait. Did you record a sack? Yeah, two. You recorded uh, two sacks uh, on on the day. But when it was necessary, zero pressure. When you got pressure, Heineke escapes, and there was zero ways this this offensive this defensive line had uh, of containing him. What does that say to you? No, Tony, you're right. It, it says that they struggle in closing games in a lot of respects. And I do want to double back to something you just said, you know, regarding the, the Colts fan, the public trust. Um, it, 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 it is certainly faded, no doubt, with Frank Reich. It is faded. And we'll get into, I'm sure, you know, what was said. You know, you could tell yesterday Jim Irsay had kind of sent out a couple of uh, uh, thoughts to Chris Mortensen and Ian Rappaport about where they are at the present time with both coach and general manager. But, yeah, the, the public confidence in the head coach is at its lowest point, or I can remember it, certainly over the Reich era, not much better with the general manager. And then ultimately with this team, you know, just being able to close out. You know, it's funny. You look back at Sam Ellinger. We talked about this at the end of the week, you know, what you expect from him. He played well enough to win that game. And it's funny because the week prior, Tony, we said, you know what, that defense deserved better. They played well enough to win that game. They just can't put it all together at once, and that has been that has been really a symptom of the Reich era over these years, not being able to put at all a complete game together. And you saw that, and you saw it bite them again yesterday, Tony. Talking to JMV from 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. We talk about that last drive. We talk about Taylor Heineke of the Commanders. Um, with uh, that that drive, being able to hit uh, Terry McLaurin uh, there uh, at the one-yard line, and you heard Shaquille Leonard defending his teammate, and I, and I think rightfully so, you cannot expect uh, Gilmore. You cannot expect Stephon Gilmore to cover this receiver for 10 seconds. We need to get more pressure on the quarterback. No, I want to right object about, to yeah. that. I want to object to that because Gilmore was there. And let McLaren get the ball. Now, I'm not in that positioning, right? It's a little hard to be like me saying, why didn't you get the ball? But, man, you knew that was the only thing you couldn't have happen, and you're there. Isn't there an argument made for he was there and he got beat? 
Yeah, he did. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. And, and Shaquille Leonard is going to stand up for his teammate, no right. question. But yeah, he was there and he got beat. And you know, McLaurin's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, going the the Cathedral grad, and you know, made a play in front of his hometown fans right there. And that's something I think you would expect. But you made the point where you got to make sure that you close it out, and it starts up front defensively with closing it out, and they. They unfortunately could not do it. And, again, Sam Ellinger, Tony, he did deserve better. I didn't think he was great. I still think he's just a future backup quarterback. Uh, but he deserved better than ultimately what he got yesterday. And now this team's really really circling the drain with, you know, two straight coming up here on the road in New England and in the Vegas coming up in two weeks. So let's talk about this offense really quick. And the thing that, that, that struck me in this – is that you have Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries for 76 yards. Now, that's what happens when you do a lot of three and outs. You don't have enough plays that you're actually able to run. But the yeah. man only had 16 carries. What what has happened to the idea of run the damn ball when you've got that offensive line and you've got Jonathan Taylor and, by the way, Naeem Hines in your backfield? But I think it all starts with that offensive line there. I think that's where it all starts. They may have by the numbers i haven't looked at the numbers yet they may have played better certainly than they did a week ago and you know maybe a lot of that is is due to the versatility with his legs of, of sam ellinger playing for the first time yesterday but that's where it all starts and we've had this conversation before too this this team is going to go as far as this offensive line can take it and it has just been so overvalued overpaid you probably saw at the beginning of the game danny pinter was actually working out and working with uh, as the starting center uh, in for Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly ended up starting the game. But th- this is where it all begins right here. Chris Ballard, this was his philosophy. You're going to build on both sides of the football. You're going to build it strong. You're going to build it with depth. And the defensive line can get away with it sometimes, just not consistently speaking. And the offensive line has flat been, to me, the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year is that Colts offensive line by a long shot. This team is 3-4-1, and one, and now the question is, back to the hot seat, is Frank Reich, and I want to argue, is Chris Ballard. You mentioned the tweets that owner yeah. Jim Ursay sent out, or, or the commentaries he sent out, uh, maybe to, to, to Mort and others over there at ESPN and other places. What is that commentary, and am I right? Are they both on the hot seat, or is it all Coach Reich? No, it, it's, all, it's all Frank Reich. I think Chris Ballard is there, too. I just think he's going to maintain for at least one more year. Let me explain what happened yesterday. Yeah, Jim Irsay lets this information out. He wants to squash what's being talked about as far as right now. I mean, we're talking about Halloween. He wants to squash all that mid-season, during the season, going to get rid of my coach and general manager conversation. But what he did not mention and what was not reported is this could still happen. It's just not going to happen during the season. They were just talking about those reports – that thing from Ursa yesterday happened, you know, it's right now. This is the, the present. It's not what's going to happen at the end of the year. Uh, you can't deny that Jim Ursa is going to look at this head coaching position and evaluate this, and it's going to be hard to look at the results and want to keep him. And I think that Chris Ballard should be in the same boat, but from what I hear, what I'm told, he isn't, and my expectation is that he'll at least get another year to see what he can put into it. And back to that offense quickly before I know you got to go. 16 points is not going to win you or me or any of us many football games in the NFL. It is simply not. 
a shout-out to Sam Ellinger for what he did yesterday. But he's still got a lot to prove, and to me, he's still going to be a future backup quarterback someplace. Nice story. But as a starter, they're still going to have to go out and get somebody else. Maybe. Maybe they are going to have to get somebody else. Maybe that's absolutely something that's going to happen. Maybe they're going to have to replace Sam Ellinger. But one would think that based on how this team closed, they may be replacing uh, Coach Reich first. And I want to like the dude. I do. I, I, I really and truly do. But know your team. You got to have a methodology uh, that is that that works, that provides a, a result. And I don't understand the the lack of passion thing. You know, being cool, calm, and collected. I, look, there's something to that. But there's also something to the idea of lighting a fire. I'm not in that locker room. How are you supposed to know? You know what? The result is the result is the result. You gave up nine points in four minutes. You gave up a go-ahead touchdown. Your schemes prevented any level of of strong offensive play. Ellinger can throw. That, that, that's why you're the coach. It's it's more than just getting the accolades when things go good. I got to think that it's right before Ellinger. That would be my take. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Let's go, girls. Two charges of murder. And for a lot of people, it's about damn time. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. He is 50 years old, and he has been charged in the murder of Abigail Abby Williams and Liberty Libby German. The murder of a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old from 2017. Now, finally, five five years. That's how long it took. Kelsey German, the sister of Libby German, uh, tweeted out uh, just earlier today, we got him. October 28th was the day. That's when we heard that there was an arrest and, of course, uh, the, the press conference uh, that, that took place today. Now, uh, before anything, just as a matter of, of routine, innocent until proven guilty, a fair trial necessary in a republic like ours. The Indiana State Police have been through a ringer on this one, and I assume that the people of Carroll County have also been through it. The reporting, the changing of reporting, the changing of of what they knew, uh, audio that they would put out, the 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 sketch of the of the suspect uh, changing. Was this all in in a in a in a way in a, in a place to try and confuse? Was it to try and and bring people out to light? There's a there's so much there's so much, but it's um, but it's it's clear, it's very very clear that. In in this investigation, it's clear to me, and and I I know what they said in in the presser, man. It's clear to everybody that either uh, you know that 
gosh, I don't want to say that they weren't giving us the right information. Maybe they couldn't give us the right information. Maybe this is the way it is. It just seems for so many of us so insane that it took five years. But being somebody who hasn't done in, in these kinds of investigations, um, this is what it takes. But this is what relentless, uh, one could argue, looks like. This is what never stopping looks like. And I think for a, for a lot of Hoosiers, this is a, well, it's about damn time coupled with a good you know, even if you're someone like me who, who paid attention to the case but did not make it part of his, his daily, right? It was never a daily part of the show. Paid attention to it and certainly had my words for when they changed the sketch and it was like nothing like the first sketch. Like, what is what is happening here? And they'd offer these little bits of information or make these little changes. Like, this looks so strange for you. It looks awkward. It looks like you're 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 lost. And and for all I know, when when the days, weeks, months, years pass, we'll find out exactly how lost they were. But you just gotta be in, in in a world of 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 nonsense, in a world where we see bad people do bad things and nothing happens, to see something happen is to the extent it could be refreshing. That's a terrible use of the word, but I don't have a better one right now. I don't, I don't, uh, and, and and I'm not emotional about it, I'm just, you're just happy to see that there's an opportunity for justice, when very often we are are, are left with these moments that you, you, you don't get it, you don't get the justice, you don't get the ability for the person who did something to, to face their accuser, if you will. For, for, I mean, to be as cliche as possible for justice to be served. It happens so often that you don't get the opportunity. And, and so I think for a lot of people, that's what this is. Damn. There's an about time component and then there's a, well, good. Good. Look at these cops who did their jobs. And I'm assuming there's going to be investigation as well. What mistakes were made along the way? How do you do this better? Don't you do that with your business? The, the, the defining and redefining of, of, of your business, of, of how you went about things and how you could do things better. Don't I do that every single day, every single week, every single month? How we go over things here and how to do them better technical issue or a, a subject issue or pronunciation issue, whatever, whatever, whatever the case may be. Right. So that's where I, I, that's where I'm at. And I think I'm thinking that's where people are. Maybe, maybe they're different. Maybe they're much angrier about this case than I, I, I possibly could understand. I don't know. Me, I feel a little bit of good. Maybe a little bit of just a, just, just a, a breath, a sigh. But I, I I cannot begin to imagine what this is like for the Williams and German family. Five years, your kids are killed, and you, 
You've got no clue. You hear things and you can't share them because you don't want to hurt the investigation. That's, that is not something I can well connect to. I really can't. Uh, In the tradition of not using names, we're not using names here. Uh, He faces two counts of murder in the case. Um, The suspect is also not cooperating with the case. You're going to have a trial. We're going to go from here. That's all you've got. Find everything. TonyCats.locals.com. TonyCats.locals.com. That's where you find it all. And I will catch you guys tomorrow, everyone, uh, 6 to 9 and noon to 3. Take care.